when you remain in your sphere, you you grow up. You might grow up to be rich, you might grow up to be famous, but you will always be myopic. You would always have a small mind because if you see the world only from where you are, you are seeing absolutely nothing. So for a lot of people, they don't understand that a comedian is supposed to have a vision for their work. That is what sets apart the guys who are at the top of their game to the guys who are not, who are just there. I actually got a place. They were okay. meant to pay me two thousand naira in a month. Okay. Two thousand naira for thirty-one. Oh, that was then. Two thousand naira. That was then. That was wickedness. That was the beginning. Man. That was the beginning. So the second performance, I was paid um, fifteen naira and tampico. <laughs> you know what tampico drink is, right? Yeah. Joku. I performed all through the night. And guess how much I was paid. <laughs> here and your dream is to become comedia i want you to renounce jesus before you become comedia you must renounce jesus and reject him to become a comedian means you are destined for hell and if any pastor tell you you are destined to be a comedian that means you belong to hell was she talking to comedians no she said and i quote if you are here and you want to be a comedian <laughs> am i a comedian no is forever a comedian no i am a comedian so she was talking to another group of maybe comedians are people that steal jokes yeah those ones really they will go to a fire <laughs> <laughs> my first guest on the show everybody Woo! thank you very much forever for your patience for being so nice and always you know wanting to do this i really appreciate it and that's why you're my first guest welcome to the show this is love log with joku this is just a space where i've decided to you know yeah. love log guys don't beat me yeah i said it but you get the point and um with someone like you that is very special special talented nice honest kind you're a good person and it's only you know good that you start the show you've been i think i've known you for a while yeah. and you've always been supportive of you know the things that i do and my journey and you you might not know but Thank a lot you. of things that you say really encourages me to keep like doing what i do so i'm really grateful Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> so I just want to have, you know, an, a, an amazing conversation with you. I feel like you're a very interesting person. I am. And you've been through, you know, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and you're very funny. So um, I look forward to laughing, you know, my ass out. And um, um, your story, I mean, we've had, I've had the honor and the opportunity to talk to you so many times about like your story and growing up and all of that and i feel like it's something that you should be able to share with people and um, hopefully encourage somebody you are one of the people that have been dreaming in a country like nigeria that doesn't support dreams <laughs> and you're still on it till yeah. tomorrow so we welcome to, you welcome. have to do what you have to do 
Thank you for thank you for having me. You have to do it. You have to do it. So forever, tell me, tell me, tell me. Where were you born in Nigeria? Well, I don't know. I was. I would tell you what I was told because because when I was born, I didn't have <laughs> I didn't have cognitive memory. So my parents told me that I was born in General Hospital, Great okay. Delta State. So I believe because that's what they said. <laughs> That's what yes, they said. Yeah, because when we were all born, you, you can't remember where you were. You can't remember how you looked. So that's why I said there was no cognitive memory then. Yeah. So my parents, according to them, and other witnesses <laughs> that were there when I was born, mm-hmm. said I was born in General Hospital, Ugeli. So I was born in Ugeli, Delta State. You have no choice but to believe them. You were born there, but are you from there? Like, your parents, are they, like, no, so, from Delta? No, so, yeah, we're from Delta State, but um, just, like, you know, somebody once described Delta State as a mini Nigeria. Delta State has about 27 different ethnic uh, groups alone in Delta State. So, we are Isoko, but really wow. is an Urubu settlement. Uh, but it's not far from where I'm from. So, it's, okay. it's quite... So, okay. Isoko and Urubu are very similar just little tweaks in the language and uh, okay. the way it sounds so okay so um did you grow up in delta states or you're one of those people that they just give birth to no, i was born bred and i was born bred and toasted in delta, delta? state too. i actually i actually forced my way out <laughs> of delta in fact my everything when I was about going to university, I told my parents that no, I can't school in Delta City. I can't school in South Sands. They forced me. Wow. Why? I want I wanted to learn another man's culture. I wanted to see how other people behave. Because when you remain in your sphere, you, you grow up, you might grow up to be rich, you might grow up to be famous, but you will always be myopic. You would always have a small mind. Because if you see the world only from where you are. You are seeing okay. absolutely nothing. So I wanted to see another way of life. I wanted to see other people live, how they behave, okay. how they interact, how they, how life is in other species. How many siblings do you have? My how sister, many siblings that do you question. Have? Eh? So from my mother's side, <laughs> <laughs> I have two. <laughs> That's my sister, my brother. Two. Okay. From my father's side. Okay. <laughs> we don't really know because they're like fifty. We thought we, <laughs> we thought we knew the final number <laughs> until twenty fifteen. Then one guy now showed us that <laughs> that the mother told him that my father is his father, and uh, my father did not deny. Hey God. So what it means <laughs> is that. My father's <laughs> seeds can be in other places that were irresponsible man not harvested. So, so for now, <laughs> for now, my father said I have about fourteen siblings. Wow. Yes, he deserves a wow. Wow, I can relate. I can relate. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like mine is even more than yours, but you know this episode is about me. I'm not going to say my own. Yes. So, out of all these your siblings, were you the only one that was saying um, I had to leave Delta State and I, I had to you know meet other people and see how 
life is everywhere like somewhere else? Uh, well, I cannot really speak for them. I can only speak for myself, but I can't say. I just think that they probably, like my elder sister, she schooled in Enugu at a point, yes. Um, but I don't know if that was the reason she went there or, you know, there are times now where life will just push you, where you want something, you don't get it, then you go to another place. Um, but for me, yes, that was not my situation. Fine. My situation getting to Enugu was orchestrated in that way because I was meant to go to University of Benin. I did not get the admission, which I was very happy about. And then I ended up going to Enugu. Okay. I have always wanted to go to another place, another place. So I can only speak for myself that I just really wanted to see another way of life. I was not comfortable with just being in this circle, in this space. You know, life was bigger than just being now. So that's for me. Okay, but but would you be able to say that your childhood was something you were you were happy to experience? If you had a choice, would you grow up where you grew up? If I had a choice, obviously, I don't think any Nigeria would grow up in this country. So, my wedding, my wedding, please stop it. There are some patriots. I would have preferred to have Santa Claus than for the Christmas. Uh, you understand this? I'd be. My parents are not wealthy. Okay. They are supposed to be wealthy, but they are not. Uh, <laughs> okay. But nevertheless, okay. I think as a child, okay. I enjoyed my childhood because. Maybe because the way the world was then, uh-huh. uh, there was this communal way of life. My grandmother's place, we always go to visit her. Everything was beautiful. To be very honest, everything I remember about my childhood, they are beautiful memories. I, I love the fact that I lived. Uh-huh. Fine, I might not have had all the, the, all the pleasures of having a lot of money, a lot of traveling, a lot of world rich kids mm-hmm. with experience, but to be very honest, I enjoyed being a child. Yes. Because it was beautiful for me. I don't know whether I was enjoying poverty or God forbid, but it was not, it was not about oh. poverty actually. <laughs> it was the fact that I was actually enjoying the life I was living. So I enjoyed my childhood really. Yes, I feel you. And I mean, you were young, so... How many things did you know then? That's nice. That's nice. Good to hear you say that. At what point did you decide you were going to leave? And was it because of comedy? No, it it wasn't because of comedy. To be very honest, at that point when I was going to school, I had not even... I had not dreamt about comedy in any way. I just wanted to see the world because that's very adventurous for a nigerian i i i didn't like i i did not believe that i would be great just being in that space wow and i really wanted to be great so i just knew that there is no way i would be great just being in that space what did you tell your parents what was your excuse no but so (laughs) it was 
There was no excuse. So what, it, it not made it very easy that I did not gain the admission to school in Unibel in the first place. So okay. going to Nugu was not easy for me <clears throat> because at least they knew they now saw someone who had who was schooling in Enugu, and so so the, the guy okay. was like a senior that to them they would hand me over to. I didn't have a problem with that. Mine was that I just wanted to see another way of life. So when I got there, I was okay. happy I went there. When it was time for my industrial attachment, my one-year IT, I came back to Delta mm-hmm. State to do my one-year IT, but then I did not get any good place. I actually got a place. They were okay. meant to pay me 2000 naira in a month. Okay. 2000 for 31 years. That was then. 2000 naira. That was then. That was wickedness. That was wicked, and the man knows my. The man was my wow. mother's friend, though. If I the church member, <laughs> church member, so they are the ones that do the most. <laughs> in his mind, he was doing it as a favor that uh, is because of, because of you. I'm taking your son, and you want to give me two thousand one month. So I told her that I was going back to Enugu State. Wow. She now asked me, "What will you be doing?" I said, "I don't know," but. And I made a statement that I want to go and discover myself as a man. So I told her to give me money to pay for house rent. And that that is the last money I will ever ask her to give to me in this life. <laughs> this was this okay. was 2008. I didn't know what I was going to. And I told her, when she gave me the money, and I told her, please, don't call me for the next six months. She said, why? I said, I don't want the servants. Wow. I said, if you come, I won't take your call. <laughs> focus. I want to focus on this. Of course, as I got there, my mother called me. I didn't take the call. I actually took the call like that I've gotten to Enugu, so she's aware that I'm in Enugu now. But from so that time. So she'll calm down. Yeah. So that was, that was, I think, that is one of the best years of my life. And it made me discover who I was. Wow. You know, when you live in a space where you, you're not getting any money from anybody for free, you will start thinking of what mm-hmm. can I do to sustain myself. I mm-hmm. already told my mom that this is the last money I will take from you in this world. Mm-hmm. And so I had one year. And as a man, you have to keep your word. Yeah, I had one year <laughs> to to get my house rent. Okay. I had one year to raise my school fees. <laughs> and it happened. It happened. And so that, that was crazy. the year I discovered that I, I took comedy serious. But before then, I did some other jobs. But that decision that I want to stay away, I want to be in this space, was one of the best things that happened to me. Wow. That's amazing. So tell me about your first comedy experience. My what? Your first comedy experience. So my first comedy experience was in 2005 on a Saturday morning. I think I've told this story countless times. <laughs> I went to visit my grandma. Please tell me again. So that okay. this particular Saturday morning, I was still sleeping in the parlor, so I heard people laughing. In fact, it was the laughter that woke me up. So when I woke up, I saw them watching Night of the Thousand Worlds. And that was the first time I was oh, ever yes. seen anything called stand-up comedy. I did not know there was any cost stand-up comedy until 2005. And so the guy on the screen was Agodai performing. 
So I go that was cracking jokes. People were laughing. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? I'm, I'm Legend. Like, I know that I can do this now. I'm funny. So that was where comedy got ignited inside of me. But it wasn't until 2007 okay. that I performed for the very first time. February 16, 2007. Okay. That I performed for the very wow, first time. Wow, you remember. Time. I can't forget the place that I just stand up in the I know the place, I know the jokes I told. <laughs> so, Do you still tell them? No, 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 no. I don't tell. I've grown beyond those jokes. Oh, shit. They are jokes to grow above. Okay. They grow above a certain kind of jokes and then you let, it, you let them go. And so that was 2007. Okay. So. That was my first performance. Then I got another performance in March where I was paid. This okay. first I was not paid anything. So the second performance I was paid um, 50 naira and Tampico. <laughs> Remember, you know what Tampico drink is, right? Yes. Uh, Tampico, the I can't forget. <laughs> They gave me Tampico, one mix pie, <laughs> and 50 naira. 50 naira? What? So when I was done, another lady was bringing 50 naira. So the first girl I said, we've already paid him. <laughs> oh my god. So that, that was my final performance so, I mean, with- in 2007. Because I did okay. not have the opportunity to go. I think I did some other few performances here and there. But that was how I started. Until 2008, when I was going to do my IT, when I was already in Enugu. So I got an event, a VJ. I performed all through the night, Joku. I performed all through the night. And guess how much I was paid? 100 naira. 700. <laughs> For me not through the night. <laughs> How much? 300? 700. 700? You know this campus for the cheap uh, president <laughs> that you will sing and dance yourself to your feet. <laughs> I was the MC. They didn't even have a lot of program. I was the one cracking jokes. People were laughing. Oh my wow. God, this guy is only 700. As I go back to Falling At least that was an upgrade. My roommate made a mistake. <laughs> made me. If I remember the same thing these days, I just, I just start laughing. The guy said, "Man, time go for this seven hundred. If this one fit, they come once every week." <laughs> oh God! <laughs> so <laughs> that's crazy. Um, that was that was the beginning. Um, that was the beginning. So like, how come you were not discouraged with the amounts that they were paying you and you kept doing it? Because I knew what I wanted. So when I when I started comedy, I now loved it. I fell in love with it, and then okay. I knew that I loved this thing. So to a certain extent, it was it was not helping me get money to sort out. The okay. moment I was able to, I got my major breakthrough in Enugu in 2008 um, around June 
So that was the first time I was paid 5,000 naira. Wow. Yeah, because before that I time I did, one, I, did one, <laughs> I did one wedding in a place in the called Abakma. I was paid 1,000. The chairman did not come early. See, I was cracking jokes at wedding for over four hours. Imagine. I remember what I wore. I wore this tribe trouser and this um, barista collar shirt. <laughs> so, the moment I started getting this kind of money, I started saving and I was able to save my school fees because I was going back to school again in 2009. And I was able to save my rent for me and my roommate were paying together. It encouraged me. If I, even okay. though the money was small, it, it then encouraged me knowing that as a student, I'm able to f- um, fend for myself doing stand-up comedy. And again, I loved it. And so I just kept going. And the more I did it, the more I fell in love with it. And then I started understanding that this could be a business that I could work with. And so I started setting up visions for myself. I want to achieve this. I want to achieve this as a comedian. So those visions enabled me to now um, go deeper in it. So, so for a lot of people, they don't understand that a comedian is supposed to have a vision for their work. And that is the difference. That is what sets apart the guys who are at the top of their game to the guys who are not, who are just there. Some of the guys who are just there are funnier than the guys who are at the top of their game. But most of the guys who are just there, they don't have a vision or a blueprint structure that they want to work with. So they are just existing okay. as comedians while the others are thriving as comedians because there's a plan. So from a very early time, I, I, I created a vision for myself that, okay, I, I love this. So that was what kept me going. That was one of the reasons I was not discouraged. That's nice. And I'm, I'm very happy that you said that because people, so many people that, you know, did not um, start growing their their dreams and all of that now when we have like social media and the internet they usually give the excuse of oh you know we have it easy now and um, how do you expect me to dream then when there was nothing to help and you are saying that you know you had the vision because you know you found passion in what you liked so i i feel like every other thing is just an excuse from people so it was possible to do that then that's nice. That's really nice. People always excuses when they've not put in the work. <clears throat> That's amazing. Um, well done. So when did you get to Lagos? And was it comedy that brought you here? Yes, it was comedy that brought me. No, it was not comedy that brought me here. It was my vision that brought me to Lagos. I could have done comedy any other place in the world. I told my <laughs> friends that I want to relocate to Lagos. And they were like, why? I said, because I want to be a global brand. And I told them mm. that it's not as if you cannot be a global brand for me, no go. I said, but the path okay. for my own career that I've drawn, Lagos is part of that way to being a global brand. Love so it. analyze okay. a lot of things for them. <laughs> first of all, you want, you, are, you want to do a show, you write out proposals. The companies who send out the proposals to Lagos for, for it to be approved here, they will not send it back to me. So my question was, that why can't I go to this place where they approve it? Mm-hmm. Why wait for somebody mm-hmm. to approve and send back? What's stopping you? I exactly. know my friends. We're watching, if you watch DSTV and the rest of them, cable television, 
what channels do you watch? Mm-hmm. We call our names on channels. And how many of those channels are in Enugu? None. That mm. means the media is in Lagos. I said, so my yeah. job needs media. So it was my vision. It's not coming that I brought today. It was a vision for what I do that brought me to Lagos. So I came to Lagos in 2012 to come and pursue my dreams. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, how old were you then, if you don't mind? <laughs> That's one of the little secrets I have. <laughs> only, my, only my close friends know my age. When, when I get to 40, okay. eh, when I celebrate so why my not, why not telling them? My, take it back to 2020 and do the subtraction. You know how old I am now. We'll do the maths. Will you say that comedy is a, is a worthwhile dream to chase in Nigeria? Should people bother? Um, so to be very honest, I, 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 I believe that it's a worthwhile dream to chase in Nigeria. But um, it depends on who is chasing it. Okay. There are people who have gotten more success. Well than me not, they are not more successful than me but in the calculation of success from other people's perspective mm-hmm. most of these guys have gotten more success than me there are people who are struggling in a very i'm looking for the right word that they are struggling in this same craft they've been doing this for years uh but can i say they are pursuing their dream no thing is that most of them don't even have a dream to pursue in comedy they are just telling mm. if you ask a lot of people who are doing comedy what is your plan okay. for the next five years they don't have they are just wanting to do events mm. hoping that one event planner will call them do one gig there do one gig there yes you need money to foil your dreams and one of the ways to get money as a comedian is uh, is performing at um, other people's events, weddings, corporate events, um, company functions, and the rest of them. Besides yes. that, if that is all you want to do as a comedian, then you don't have a dream. If that's all you want to do, then you don't have a dream. So no, for me, no speaking no for plan. myself, okay. it has been a body dream to pursue. And I've never started running self now. Mm-hmm. Now try as I still did. When I start running the real <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> All of you will be proud of you. <laughs> Please, I beg, I can't wait. Please, I'm already now, proud of you. I mean, I, I just okay. can't wait. When you see the real things like, that I have you'll be prouder. You'll be prouder. Let's I love that. it. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you see you, obviously with everything you have said you definitely see yourself doing this for a really long time no retirement no, as far. no, no retirement no retirement no, like you are not going to retire I can't, re- I can't retire now even at 60 you don't retire you don't <laughs> re-strategize so the time will come Obviously, in the future, when when I feel that okay, yeah, uh, I'm too old for this right now, then I cannot re-strategize into other things. But that mm. time is very far. It can be like seventy something years old. Yes, so 
But of course, as you keep moving, <laughs> you keep evolving, you yes, keep diversifying. So. But the idea is you diversify around yes. the whole brand of human. Okay. So who is your favorite comedian? Or who do you look up okay, to? Okay, so I, I look up to a lot of comedians. Um, outside this country, I look up to Kevin Hart a lot. Kevin okay. Hart, Dave Chappelle, and Chevrolet. These are like my top three. And then in Nigeria, people um, I look up to a lot. <laughs> Number okay. one is Basket Mouth. <laughs> Man does not stop working. He doesn't. Okay. Number two is Bobby. He does not. And and then Alibaba, because Alibaba has been doing comedy mm. since 1988. Wow. This is 34 years. 34 years cracking jokes. Wow. Everybody laughing. <laughs> what is this thing? Everybody laughing. Some people are laughing. <laughs> so I have a that inspire me, but basically Okay. Yeah, those two they talk with this. Okay, that's nice. I mean with the people you are calling already, Ahaba. The sky is the starting point. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. So um so what would you say to like upcoming comedians? I feel like you've said it already, but if you could just like give a list of the most important things that they could do to, you know, be successful in comedy. To be successful in comedy, love the craft more than money. Because yes. a lot of people um, place money so high on their list that they then forget to grow. One day, one guy asked me a question. I asked the guy a question actually that. Okay. How much? How much is money? And the guy you don't understand because that's the question level I have not okay. answered. How much is money? In your mind, you, you you need money to buy everything, right? But for you to have money, you have to pay yes. to have money. So how much is money? So now let me explain that to you. People who are doing rituals, the price of them having okay. the money is the life of the person they are killing. So money True. has value. For you to earn, you are trading some. So how much is money? To some people, the amount of money is them losing their family. They are not. They are not there. I'm working for this family to have a good future. You make money, but the kids are not having any great future because in the guy's mind, yeah. all that they need to have a great future is just money. So how much is money? So for me. Yes. I figure out opportunity. I judge opportunities more than the money. There are times I've turned down paying event just to go for a job that was going to pay me lower, but I knew that that job would give me more opportunities in the future. And it worked. So, first advice to every community out there value your craft, love your craft above money. If you're if you're coming to do comedy because of money, just go file for a bank. Okay. You will make more money faster working in the bank. Yes, you make just more money faster working in the bank than doing a comedian. Because it will take you a long time for you to become relevant and people will know you, they will start paying you. That's number one. 
love this craft above yes. one. Number two, be creative. Be original. Okay. Number three, be intentional about what you want to achieve. Have a vision. This comedy is not a job for lazy people. People just think he's a dropout and he doesn't have sense, he cannot do another one. Most times they ask comedians, if we're not doing comedy, what else will you do? Most of them are like, I couldn't have done it. No! There are many other things I could have done if I'm not a comedian. I'm not a dollar that I chose to do this one. It's not, okay. it's not as if there was no option left and I came here. No, I chose to do this. So be intentional and have a purpose, have a vision that this is what I want to achieve. Most of the other things will fall into place if you That's work amazing. with these patterns. Money should not be your drive, number one. Be original and be creative, which enables you to last long and be consistent as a comedian. And then, now that you are funny, mm-hmm. you have to be more intentional about how you want to use that funny to become a great person. That is why you must have a vision and be intentional. You go drop off Thank, you. Yeah, Thank you very much. <laughs> I feel like I feel <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's time for offering, my, guys. Was, Check I the link in bio and drop your offering. offering my <laughs> that's too much wisdom. Wisdom you can't just get anywhere. So thank you very much. I feel like that's yeah. a great way to end, you know, this conversation. Thank you so much for coming on my podcast. Thank you for your words of wisdom. Thank you for being so vulnerable, you know, to tell us your story. And um, thank you. I'm really grateful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. you. <laughs> Yay. Till next time. I look forward to seeing you, you know, in real life. We are going to do this thing face to face another time wow. when we have upgraded. When you are global. You're already global. And we are Don't like, worry. yes. Don't be the same when you are. <laughs> You're already global. <laughs> when is already sexy though. Like when? Like there's no issue for us. <laughs> Thank Bye. you. Bye.